Welcome to Gross Anatomy. So are we live? We're live, Dr. Cohen. We're live We're with li- doctors in cars going home <laughs> while doing a podcast. Yes, we love it. We're live with Gross Anatomy in my Honda Odyssey. Gross Anatomy in an Odyssey. And at Gross Anatomy, we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, the world around us, and books. Mm-hmm. And, and I am driving my car, and I'm Dr. Jason Cohen, driving home, and you are? Lauren Taylor, sitting at a desk like a normal person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Exactly, with, the, with your plant behind you thriving. So uh, how old is this car you're in? Explain the car like Jerry Seinfeld would. What kind of, uh, how, does it, how does it fit your personality? Uh, actually, it fits my personality pretty well, Lauren. So... For me, the sole purpose of a car is to get from A to B. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care all the stuff. I really, I'm the least into cars. I think, I I don't think anyone's as less into cars as I am. It's really just pure function. And I guess as long as there's some comfort to it, that's all that's really important. So this is a very old beat up Honda Odyssey, you know, that we finance that's already paid off i love that that i don't have to pay every month for the car mm-hmm. and it's dirty and it's dented and it's scratched and that's what i love about it it totally fits my personality yes i love it so if we're keeping score we have a lot in common don't like horror films and we both know nothing about cars right do you care about cars no i drive, still drive a kia soul that's it's eight years nice. old i'm gonna drive it till it doesn't work anymore yeah, me too. I think I'm looking on my thingy. Um, it looks we we only have seventy thousand miles on this car. That's nice. Yeah, important for pre med students to think about because you work so many hours, you should live close to home and not drive so much. Yeah, actually, it's funny. I was telling my my daughter was in the car with me. My middle daughter, who's sixteen, who can drive but doesn't want to yet. Uh, so she hasn't. She's. I think she's done the written stuff, but. For whatever reason, she doesn't want to. We're not forcing her to. But she asked me the other day when we were driving, "Have I have I ever driven and been afraid and been you know scared of something?" And I and I told her a story, not to say how I was afraid, but it made it re- I reminded me of a story that when I was doing my residency back in Brooklyn, I was driving home after being on call all night, and uh, and it was the following. So I'd gotten to the to the hospital at Kings County Hospital. I'd gotten there probably 5 a.m., say, on a Wednesday. I was up all night Wednesday night, and I'm finally driving home Thursday evening to go home and sleep for a few hours before I had to be back there at 5 a.m. And I stopped at a red light, and I was totally stopped. And the next thing I know, there's someone knocking on my window. Ooh. And I rolled down the window, and it was the person in the car in front of me uh, asking me why I just rolled in and hit his car. Oh. And I didn't even know. I totally fell asleep at the red light. I'm very lucky that there was a car ahead of me that I just kind of rolled into a little bit as opposed to no car, because then I may have driven through an intersection. Oh, God. And, uh, and the guy was very nice and, you know, he saw I was in scrubs and exhausted. He's like, you know, you better, you know, stay awake and get home and be careful. And, and that, so that was a kind of crazy story I had. That one is- of a few. It wasn't the only one. What were you going to say? 
No, that is crazy, but I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, I know. I've heard when people are first becoming scrubs, so like they're first becoming doctors and learning how to become surgeons, that they have to basically sleep at the hospital or live right there because it's yeah so hard. Well, you know, it's not so much, it, it isn't like it used to be, but in the olden days, the whole reason why they called residents, you know, you talk about residency, you go through your residency, the whole reason why it's called residency is because back in the day, they moved in to, their, to the hospital. They didn't go home. They actually lived there day in and day out in a little room at the hospital for however long that rotation was. And I that's why they were called. That. that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's not really that much, you know, as much like that anymore. But, you know, you still have on call at night. But, but these days, actually, they even have things called night float. But there's a separate team that comes in, not on every service, but on some of the services, you know, in some hospitals, it's just a separate, you're just the daytime people, and then there are separate nighttime people that come in, um, so that you're not actually a, res a true resident anymore. Right. So what are we doing today? Well, I thought that we would talk, uh, like... Everything's been um, politics and so divided. I thought we'd talk about something fun, like politics. Animals. What are you talking about politics? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone's so sad and drained from uh, the right. political climate, which we do not talk about on the show. So you don't need to we be afraid of that. Politics. Exactly, it's too exhausting for us. So what I thought we'd talk about today is um, October is a is Adopt a Shelter Dog Month. And ah. I want to talk about fun things. Like you had mentioned you wanted to do an animal podcast. And not only is it adopt, adopt a shelter dog month, like your wife, she works with um, fostering dogs, Ooh. which is awesome. But also David Attenborough, you know who he is? He's the famous guy that does all the like animal films. He's got a new right. um, documentary coming out on Netflix on October 4th. Wait, who's Richard Attenborough? Are they related? Yes, and that's his brother. He's a famous actor, and he, you would know him from Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, exactly. And David Attenborough, he's uh, 94, and he just um, made a Guinness Book of World Records for the most Instagram followers, for a million Instagram followers in less than five hours. He beat Jennifer Aniston's right. record. Right. I so heard people, that on the radio. People are pretty excited about him and his uh, Netflix animal documentary or i think it's about i mean it's about the planet what is it what is the netflix thing about global warming is it's that what called, it is it's called a life on our planet and it's netflix october 4th in the documentary he recalls the natural wonders he's documented over his career but then it gets into like the, okay. the destruction he's witnessed at the hands of humans and what can be done to repair the damage so cool. i guess interesting are you are you excited to watch I am. I like his documentaries. It does make me feel more peaceful. So what are we saying about pets? Well, so pets can improve your health. There's a lot of people making like picnic tables for squirrels and stuff. And you think maybe it's just because they're bored, but actually it could be because it improves their health. They're saying like there's a new study that 30 minutes of watching like pet videos can like actually reduce your stress and um, huh. help your blood pressure. So when you think you're wasting time, you may be actually helping yourself by just watching that koala video for a minute, just uh, giving yourself kind of like peace of mind. Interesting. But then like having a dog or having a pet is obviously, they say it's good for your health too, as for social support, 
healthier heart because you're like working out, decreased feeling of loneliness and that kind of stuff. No, it's true. One of my old partners used to tell patients, you know, who needed to be active. He's like, get a dog. That's how he yelled at his patients. He'd be like, go get a dog so you can walk it every day. That was his thing. But it's true. You know, if you have a dog, you're responsible for it. It also helps just because you're responsible for another being. So it kind of helps take the pressure off for you. And and there's something to taking care of someone or something that is good for people, I think. Mm -hmm. I also read, but it's not the case with me or my brother. It says pet owners have better immune system. Um, Yeah. That study showed that children who grow up in households with dogs have a lower risk for developing autoimmune illnesses like asthma and allergies. Yeah, which is true. Did you grow up with dogs? So we did, and me and my brother both have terrible allergies, so I don't know. I feel like, I guess we didn't get that benefit. Interesting. And I didn't grow up with dogs, and I have allergies to animals. We have a lot in common. I don't know if we've ever discussed it. I, you know, I grew up in New York in an apartment. And I hated pets, hated, hated cats, hated dogs, hated them. Like, I, didn't, I, I mean, no, I take that back. I hated domesticated animals, loved animals. I'm a big animal fan, big nature fan, loved animals. But always never, it was always like, why do you keep a, a, a wild animal in an apartment? You know, it, it always right. to me just, it bothered me and annoyed me. Why is there this animal in a city? It really annoyed me. We had fish and we had amphibians. We had frogs and lizards and things, but amphibian lizards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really hated domesticated animals. And then sure enough, I met my wife who, you know, basically didn't grow up on a farm, but for all purposes she did because they had every animal imaginable as pets from pigs to opossums to horses, you know. So um Sure enough, when I met my wife, they only had one cat and one dog, and I was allergic. So mm-hmm. anytime I'd be at her house, I used to have to take like an Allegra or something. And I right. and and sure enough, you know, when we got married, somehow the cat knew I was allergic and would always <laughs> wind up on my head at night. I mean, it literally slept on my pillow on my head at night. And um Oddly, interestingly, I kind of built up a tolerance a little bit to to animals. Like, you know, so I'm definitely not as allergic as I used to be. Certainly, like if I go to like a uh, like a cat rescue place with a ton of cats, I start yeah. feeling yucky. Mm-mm, or if that. or if I touch my my eyes or, or a dog licks me and I'm not careful, I sometimes will break out in hives or my eyes will get crazy itchy. But for the most part, I've really built up a tolerance, which is pretty amazing, I that think. That is amazing. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. We'll find out when I get a dog eventually, which I have to talk to your wife about, maybe fostering one or rescuing yeah. one. Uh, and, and, you know, and then, you know, so I went from zero dogs and zero cats to, at one point, four dogs and two cats. So pretty, and, now, and fish, and now we actually just got two lizards. Well, I'll have to take a picture of the lizards and we'll post the lizards. Okay. Uh, my daughter got two bearded dragons. Well, why, maybe we can do a whole spread of all your animals and figure out oh, which, yeah. one, which one would be the best on a TV show. Yeah. And why, and the reason why we got two bearded dragons is first we got one and then we realized, you know what? We should get a second one. So the first one isn't lonely. <laughs> oh my 
<laughs> so we have two bearded dragons now. So what are the top TV pets? Like if you can think of, can you name, what are the most famous pets from television? I feel like you're going to nail one. Well, from television or movies? Television. Well, you can do Lass Lassie, obviously. Lassie. Yeah, Lassie's always number one. Yeah. Um, but I never got into Lassie. Did you? No. But no, I, mean, yeah. I feel like most people didn't, or that I know, everyone knows Lassie, but I don't know that anyone watched Lassie. It's just right. so it's a generational thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, then there was that TV show, Alf, but I don't think he was a pet. I think he was like a weird oh, being. Yeah. 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 Alien life form, right? That's what his name stands for. Yeah. Oh, is that it? I didn't even know that. And then my kids, at one point, I think may have watched Dog with a Blog. Oh, I, I saw that on the list. I had no idea what that was. Yeah, it was a Dog with a Blog. Uh, um, I'm trying to think, what other TV pet? There's a cat that animal. made the list. Salem from Sabrina. I don't know if you ever watched Sabrina in the TV. Oh, Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah, the black cat. Yeah, well, not Sabrina, but I watched uh, Be Bewitched. Bewitched, you know, was her mom. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, no. That's Sabrina's from uh, the comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I remember that. I was a comic book fan, so maybe I remember that as a comic book kid. Frasier's dog, uh, not Frasier's dog, his dad's dog, Eddie, is pretty famous, that little one. Jack Russell Terrier. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have one yeah. of them? No. So the first dog my wife... The, the first dog that I experienced when I met my wife was a Jack Russell Terrier named Popcorn. Oh, Popcorn, that's a cute name. Yeah, she was a cute dog. She was She was a terror. We used to joke that she was a Jack Russell Terror as opposed to a Jack <laughs> Russell Terrier. Are they but mean no, dogs? Like, if you approach what? them, are they mean dogs to, like, people they don't, don't know? Uh, they can be. It really depends on the dog. They, they definitely had a, had a, you know, barky, yippy side to them um kids more than at least ours uh would sometimes you know kids would come up weird to the dog and sometimes it would defend itself mm -hmm. but popcorn was a pretty good dog um i feel like you're not going to guess this one but you're gonna be surprised you didn't ghost from uh, game of thrones johnson right i saw that well they there were a bunch of dogs it was nyla and uh and all the dogs, right? They Did had a whole all bunch the dogs, of dogs end up dying? I can't remember. I think Ghost is the only one that lived. I was hoping Ghost lived, but I couldn't remember. I think Ghost lived. I'm not... Uh, I think Ghost lived, yeah. He lives in our minds anyways. That's all that matters. Right. And then another one I thought was cute was um, Santa's Little Helper from The Simpsons. I always liked that name. Did you ever watch The Simpsons? Santa's Little I didn't, Helper. I wasn't he was a Simpsons like guy. A, He's a rescue okay, greyhound. Uh, anyways, he's one of the famous dogs. What about movie dogs? Let's talk about movie dogs for a second. Movie dogs, I think Marley and Me. That's like one of the most famous ones. Marley and Me. Yeah, uh, Marley and Me. Homeward Fear, Bound. Total tearjerker. Homeward Bound, Chance. That's like a... I didn't see that one. That was one that uh, I, I liked when I was little. Um, what How about I Old Yeller? Old Yeller. Yeah. Remember Old Yeller? I don't know if I saw it or I just know it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, there's another dog that popped in my head and just left. There was a cute movie, a kid's movie, with the guy who wound up playing Peter Malark in Hunger Games. 
when he was a young kid, Josh Hutcherson, um, a dog who was like a uh, firehouse dog, I think it was called, firehouse dog. And that was actually a cute movie with a dog. Oh, and then there's Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> Did you did your girls like that? Did you have to watch that movie? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a cute movie, if I recall correctly. Uh, I get. I know they make those like a dog's life or a dog's journey or something like that. And my mother-in-law always seems to like them, but I don't think that's uh, in my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in those. Yeah. What are you watching these days? Anything? I just started uh, the show Utopia on Amazon Prime. We're kind of uh, halfway through it. You know because it because of. Uh, it's no, but um, Rain Wilson's in it, uh, who played Dwight on The Office, and like a bunch of people I don't know. Oh, um, John Cusack's in it. Those are the big stars. Oh, I love, I love John. C he's been gone for a while. Now he's back, eh? Yeah, he's a he's really good in this role, um, Utopia. But it's kind of it's uh, about scientists. It's kind of I mean, people. It was written like I don't know, ten years ago. I feel like. But it's based on like a pandemic, so people are gonna like make a lot of. Ah. It's like eerily, a little bit similar to what's going on today, and like a vaccine for like this disease that spread. So it's kind of, but it's wow. more interesting than that. And I feel like people should know that it's a TV show. I mean, it says at the yeah. very, it has like a warning on the front of each episode to be like, this is based on you know. Do you recommend it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. Utopia. What is it on? Netflix? It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. I mean, I could it. be wrong, but I think you'd like it. What are you yeah. watching? Not, we're still watching American Horror Story, but these days we're not. I'm not watching much TV because my workout. You know, I'm not at the gym anymore. I'm I'm still doing my workouts outside, and my real watching was at the gym. Uh, I did go to the gym out. There's an outdoor space to work out at, so I did some treadmill and watched a few more episodes of Better Call Saul, but I'm not... Did you ever watch that? Yes, and I love Baba Odenkirk, and I, I mean, I love Breaking Bad. I just, I can't get into it like everyone else Yeah, does. Yeah, you have to watch a bunch of episodes, and then I think you will get into it. Mm -hmm. And now I just feel like I want to finish it, even though it's been, it has been months since I watched it, but I watched an episode and a half or so. Well, um, that's the thing, like, they haven't even started filming the final season. I think I want to wait till it's all done so I can just like watch. Right. It. Right. What's amazing is there's a whole new medical business now of being the COVID doctors for TV shows, for studios, you know, all these entrepreneurs, nurses and doctors are starting these businesses and these studios and movies are having a lot of part of their budget to, to pay for all this stuff. It's pretty pretty interesting the way the world works have you ever thought about doing something like that like dr jeff toll has his practice like you wouldn't have time but I, I wouldn't have time i would love to but i i wouldn't have time and i'm not the guy you know as a surgeon so but yeah the problem is is He's the medical the guys doing it yeah, yeah. yeah that makes yeah that makes sense yeah but it seems like your wife could do it too right because you just have she to be could. you just have to administer yeah she that. totally she totally could, but she's pretty busy also. Yeah, I know. Um, for a short little while, we thought of maybe doing like uh, with some other guy, doing like um, like food, the equivalent of food trucks, but 
you know, vans or trucks that go around to locations and say, hey, we're going to be at so-and-so, but there are already people doing it, but we thought about doing it too, but I think we're a little too late to the party. Right. And that's why we didn't do it. Well, uh, I feel like whatever everyone's doing is working. Maybe the more testing, because LA is getting better. So our numbers are going I think down. so. I think so. And the one thing I did hear, at least, is that um, the cases aren't as, we're doing better treating it too, it sounds like, uh, which is good. You know, the illness and also the ill, at least the second spike, supposedly what I heard is that the illnesses aren't as severe, you know, it, just, well, me, you, you know, because it's proven you can get it again, right? That's what I mean. Like if you get that, it, I don't know. Oh, okay. No, no. Just there's a second spike a little bit, you know, because oh. they're saying maybe because the Labor Day weekend and these group of people who are getting sick, I don't know if it's they're not as sick or they're doing a little bit. It's either we're doing better treating them now that we are used to it, uh, but it, it's a little less fatal, I think. It's still there's still fatalities, but I I think I think it's not as not as bad. But uh, that's just one report I heard, and whether or not it's totally accurate, I don't know. But I I think to some degree it seems like it might be the case. But mm-hmm. again, you know, uh, don't like we say at the end of all our episodes is is, you know, for the real deal, look it up, ask your doctor. This is just what I've heard around town and in and, and some studies. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Dr. Cohen. I'll let you get your sushi. I'll let you get back thanks, to your yeah. get out of the car. <laughs> so, yeah. So thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy. Thanks for uh, being in the car with us today. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.